Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world, from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. Hey ladies, by the time you listen to this episode, it is at least July, which means six months have passed and you have six months of financials to look at. And I want to use this episode as a good reason to pause and take stock of where you are in your business. Because six months of the year have gone by now. And at the beginning of the year, back in January, you set out and you were so excited, right? You were all on fire after winter break and you're like, woohoo, this is the year that I'm going to nail it. I set my stretch income goal for a million bucks and I've got my word of the year and I've got my daily meditation down and I've got my self-care nailed and I've got my sales going and it's all just going to fall into place and I am going to rock 2019, right? So I want to know, are you rocking it? And if you're not rocking it, where are you off course? Have you yet planned to take a day or a half day out of your business to take stock of the progress that you've made and where you need to go for the rest of the year? Have you had the chance to measure what's going well, what's not going well, and where you may have gotten a little bit off course? Now, we all know that periodically we need to step out of our businesses and have a look at it from a distance. But so often what happens is that we get caught in this trap of I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, that that four-hour block of time that we had set aside just gets booked over with catching up on client work, sending out e-newsletters, and putting out fires. And I know that you know the importance of taking time out to look at your business I know that you know that in your brain, but sometimes knowing something in your brain isn't the same thing as knowing it in the cells of your being. What I hope to do in today's episode is to convince you through a story of the importance of periodically stopping and picking your head up to take stock of where you are and compare that to where you want to be going. Okay, and here's my story. And in order to tell you this story, I've got to get all inside the memory of it, right? 
<clears throat> so I'm going to get myself there and then I'm going to come back at the end of the story and talk to you like it's me again. So here I go. So <laughs> in 2002, so about 15 years ago, 17 years, whatever, um, I got this crazy idea that I should try and do an Ironman. And I am not a swimmer, right? And an Ironman is a two and a half mile swim, a 112 mile bike and a marathon. And I'm not really much of a swimmer. I mean, I can swim like recreationally, but you know, like physics says, I only dog paddle. And I was like, I'm really going to have to do some work here to figure out, to get myself in not just swim shape, but swim technique in order to be able to do this. So I signed up for the Ironman and it's in New Zealand. So I decided to go live in New Zealand and train there for six months. And which was awesome, by the way, that was a great decision. <laughs> and I'm training, 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 you know, doing that thing. And in preparation, I do one other race and it's a half Ironman and there's like a hundred people in it. It's a small field just to see if I'm on track for the full meal deal. Right. And it turns out I'm on track, like I'm getting fit and everything's fine. So come the day of the race, get up early, I have my little breakfast, I do my little warm up, I get my wetsuit on, and I'm down at the start line, and there's 1,200 people. <laughs> and I did the vast majority of my training by myself. So this is a gigantic crowd and a complete surprise to me. I mean, I knew there were going to be 1,200 people, but I didn't anticipate it was going to feel the way that it did. Right. And so there's just imagine 1200 people in wetsuits. It's like a bunch of human dolphins. It's the bizarrest looking thing all in their swim caps and their goggles and like everything is skin tight. And you start to hear the announcer telling us to begin to move towards the water. So this mass of people starts to move toward the water and then the horn goes off and it's this big blare, you know, and everybody's like, Rah! and all this cheering and everything. And this crush of people just starts running towards the water. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm all in. And then you run, 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 run. And you're on the sand running towards the beach and run, run, run. And then all of a sudden the whole pack just comes to this complete halt. <laughs> because everybody's running on sand fast, but as the front of the pack hits the water, it slows down, right? So like this big accordion pileup of people as we <laughs> all come to a walk and then anticlimactically, we all come to a walk and then we surge again and we start running into the water and you're knee deep and then hip deep and then you're waist deep and then you're swimming and swimming, swimming, swimming. And it is just such a crush of people that there are limbs flying everywhere. There's arms flapping and there's legs kicking and you're just getting swum over and grabbed and pulled by the shoulder and someone yanks on your ankle and they swim on top of you. <laughs> and I had heard about this, but nothing, can, nothing could have prepared me for the actual experience of it. And I was super not into it. I was like, okay, I know that this is par for the course, but I, that doesn't mean I like it. And I was really not into it to the point where I was like, I'm going to swim over to the side of the course because I can't handle this. So I angle my body to the right and I swim, swim, swim over to kind of to the side of the course and it starts to thin out a little bit. And I'm like, okay, that's a little better. So I'm going along and I'm like, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe. And it's still a little bit busy. So I angle my body to the right a little bit more. And I'm like, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe. And I'm like, okay, that starts to feel a little better and it starts to thin out. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. And then I get into my groove and I'm like, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe. For those of you who have never met me or maybe don't know me super well, you might not know that on occasion I have a propensity for spacing out. 
(laughs) which sometimes is a little bit of a problem. But when you're doing an endurance race, being able to space out is a super valuable skill, right? So I just go into space out mode and I'm like, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe. And I'm just doing my thing, man. I'm fully in my groove. And I'm going along, going along, going along. And like, I am on fire, right? I'm just like, woohoo, I'm doing this Ironman thing. I'm rocking the swim. It's awesome. And I'm just going along and everything seems great. And then at some point, I notice this little white floaty thing in the water up ahead of me. And I don't give it much mind. I'm like, huh, it just looks like a floating garbage bag or something, like a little white grocery bag. And I keep doing my thing. And it gets a little bit more clear. It starts to come into view. And I'm like, huh, there's that white thing still there. And then it starts to look like a Frisbee. And I'm like, that's really weird that there's a Frisbee floating right there. And then... (laughs) And then I get really close to it and I'm like, that looks like a kayak paddle. And then I'm close enough where I'm like, if I don't stop, I'm going to bump into this kayak paddle. What is there a kayak paddle doing right here in the middle of the swim course? So, okay, I got to stop and pick my head up. So I stop and I pick my head up and lo and behold, attached to the kayak paddle is a woman on a sit on top kayak. And I'm like, you know, what are you doing here? And she looks at me in her perfect Kiwi accent and she picks her paddle up out of the water and she points and she goes, the course is over there. That's my terrible Kiwi accent. And I look and indeed the course is like 200 feet off to my left. I'm like, wow, look at that. I've really gone way off course, haven't I? I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So I put my face back down the water and I angle my body off to the left and I get back in my groove and I'm like, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe. And I'm like, oh man, that's kind of a drag, but oh well, whatever. And I'm getting back towards the course. And as I come closer to the course, I start to feel the craziest thing. 1,200 swimmers in the water creates its own current. And as I come closer to the course, I can feel the current starting to pull me along. And with each passing stroke, I start to feel my body accelerate. And as I come into line with the course, it just goes, and I just get sucked right along with the other swimmers. And by now, the pack has thinned out a good bit. So I can just hang out and get back into my groove, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe and not worry about getting kicked over and swam in the whole bit. So I'm going along, I do my swim, do my swim. I round one buoy, stroke, stroke, breathe, stroke, stroke, breathe. I round another buoy. And after an hour and a half, I get pulled out of the water by these giant bouncer guys. You get pulled out of the water by giant bouncer guys because your legs aren't used to walking. So they hoist you up out of the water and they plant you on your feet. And the first three steps feel like a complete stumble. And then you sort of regain your ability to walk again. Off you go. So I run off and then I, you know, do my little change thing and I get on my bike and I bike 112 miles. And I can tell you that biking 112 miles makes your crotch hurt so bad that there is nothing that you would not do to get off the bike, including run a marathon. You are like, I am so ready to get off this bike that I will run 26 miles just to get me off this godforsaken bicycle. Get me off. So I get off my bike. I'm doing my thing. I'm running, 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 running. And I love running, right? So we're good. Like I'm in the groove again, running. And at some point, 
I don't know what happened, but my heart rate monitor went on the fritz and it stopped working. And on my heart rate monitor also has the elapsed time, right? I hit the button when I went into the water, which was a few minutes after the gun went off so that I can know what my time is compared to the clock time. And I get past the very last cone, which means we have six miles left. And I'm coming back and I look at the clock and I'm trying to do the best mental math that I can, given that I've been at my threshold heart rate for 11 hours. And I'm like, oh my God, can I get in under 12 hours? Like I might be able to get in under 12 hours if I hoof it, but maybe not. I'm not really sure it's going to be really tight, but I can't do the math well enough in my head given my mental state and my physical state, to know for sure if I have a shot at getting in under 12 hours. So I do this negotiation with myself on the inside where I'm like, is it worth it to go all out for the last six miles when there might be a chance that no matter how fast I go, I'm not going to get in under 12 hours? Or is it not worth it? And what I come to is I have to try. Whether I know or not, whether or not I'm going to make it under 12 hours or even have a shot at making it under 12 hours, I've got to try. Because if I don't, and I could have made it under 12 hours, if I had tried, I would never forgive myself. I mean, I would, but I, you know, I would never forgive myself, right? So I'm like, holy crap, here we go. And so just imagine two and a half mile swim, 112 mile bike and 20 miles of running and deciding to throw down. (laughs) And so I just... like to the best that one person can hightail it at this point I hightail it right and I end up doing a I'm clocking eight minute miles at the end and I'm just like giving it every single thing I have right digging as deep as I possibly can and toward the end of the course it does this long hook so you can't see the finish line until you get fairly close to the end And so I'm kind of doing this hook through town, like this loop. And I know that the finish line is near. And I'm like, when am I going to see that clock? When am I going to see that clock? When am I going to see that clock? And I come over this little rise where I know the finish line is. And I look up and I see the clock. And I'll be damned if that clock says 12 hours and one minute and 16 seconds. And I am both elated and so excited and so happy for being able to finish this race. And I am also like, oh my God, (laughs) 12 hours and one minute and 16 seconds. You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) And as I come in through the finish shoot, I finish in 12 hours and two minutes and 53 seconds. So close to 12 hours, three minutes away from 12 hours. And totally awesome, right? Huge celebration and huge, like, holy crap, what if I had only? So what does this mean for you and your business? Because what happens for you and your business is that you start out like everybody's running in the water, right? You're all excited and you're like, yeah, I've got my word of the year and I'm off and running and I'm going to accomplish all these great things. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to hire two new staff. I'm going to raise my rates. And you're like going along, going along, going along. And at some point in your business, you get uncomfortable, right? And that's what happened to me. I got uncomfortable. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to be in this melee of swimmers. I'm too uncomfortable. So I chose to drift off course. 
and you get uncomfortable in your business and you do things that have you drift off course and you're drifting, 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 and you're busy and you're busy and you're busy and your head is down in the water and you tell yourself a story that you don't have time to pick your head up. And what I want to say is that you need to pick your head up every now and then. And halfway through the year is the perfect time to pick your head up because now you have six months of metrics, of KPIs, of solid financial data. You have two quarters worth of information. And if you haven't been keeping track of your metrics or your financials, call me because it is time for you to pick your head up in your business and look around. Because if you don't, what it's going to cost you is time and it's going to cost you money right? In the form of stuff you either don't need to spend or opportunity that you're leaving on the table. And here's what else it could be costing you. Who knows how much extra distance I covered because I was off course. I mean, I probably swam an extra quarter mile because I was off course, right? You cover a lot of extra distance in your business when you're off course. And who knows how much energy, extra energy I spent or wasted traveling that distance right? It takes some energy to swim a quarter mile. (laughs) That's extra energy that I could have used. And there's also power and energy being in a flow. When I was being swept along in the group, I didn't even know it. And when I was alone and off course, I was doing all that extra work myself. It wasn't until I started to get back on course that I could feel the energy and the flow pick me up and carry me. There could be a flow that's right nearby that you're not tapped into. And you can't see it from where you are. And depending on how goal-driven you are, making small changes now could save you from having to throw down in November when you see the finish line of the end of 2019 coming near. And you're like, oh my God, if I sprint the finish for the next six weeks, I could maybe make my stretch goal right? Like I did when I was 20 miles in, I was like, oh my God, maybe I could make it. Maybe I don't. Let me throw down and see if I can do it. If I had only picked my head up in July, I might've saved myself having to finish in an all out sprint and exhaust myself. Keeping your head down in your business could be costing you in countless ways. And it could be costing you right now. It could be costing you meeting your stretch goal or your better goal or your best goal or your good goal. Right now is when it could be costing you that you will look back in December and be like, oh, if only in July I had just picked my head up, that would have made a really huge difference. In that race, I could have picked my head up. And in that race, I also could have gone a long way on that swim without picking my head up. And who knows where I would have gone, right? Like I could have gone a mile off course in Lake Taupo. (laughs) And if it hadn't been for a woman in a sit-on-top kayak, who arguably was there to monitor the course and swimmers, who was like, hey, lady, pick your head up. The course is over there. (laughs) She totally saved my bacon, right? So let me be the woman on the sit-on-top kayak who's got the paddle in the water that's like, hey, girlfriend, time to pick your head up. We need you to see where you're going in your business. You need to take a look around. And I'm here to look at your business and say, hey, if you want to get to the end of 2019 with these financials and this amount of time worked in the office and only working 30 hours a week instead of 40, we've got to pick your head up and look at your business. So what to do with this? 
If nothing else, open up your calendar and find a half a day or a day where you can stop and step out of your business and look at what is going on. Schedule that time for yourself. Because like I said, now could be the time that you are off course and come December, you don't want to look back at July and be like, oh, if only I'd pick my head up, right? So if nothing else, schedule half a day or a full day to take some time to look at where you are in your business and evaluate your progress. And is this episode a giant call to action? Of course it is. When you're the swimmer in the water, You can only see at head level. You can't get higher, right? It's really difficult for us to take, to step up out of our businesses and look down from above and have that perspective. And if that's hard for you and you want some help with it, I would love to help you with it. One of the things that I am so good at is hovering above your business and seeing what is working in it and what is not working in it that needs tweaking. And in a half a day working together, you and I can make a lot of progress tweaking the dials of what is working well in your business and what needs adjusting. So know that I would love to work with you and know that I would love to help you get your business back on course. And that is something we can definitely do together. If you're at all curious, head on over to my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com. Click on work with me to see what's available to you. Okay. Now, if there was anything in here that was worthwhile, or you think my Iron Man story is hilarious and you want to share this episode, I would love for you to share it because that's the number one way that people hear about my podcast. If you're listening in Apple podcast, go to the three dot ellipse in the lower right hand corner, click on that and you'll find the share icon. All right, ladies, I would love to hear from you. When are you scheduling time to step away from your business in your calendar? As always, you can find us in the She Thinks Big Facebook group. Go to Facebook and search She Thinks Big and I will let you in. That's it from me, ladies. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.